This is On the Media. I'm Brooke Gladstone. The recent wave of migrants has sparked fear across Europe. A recent Pew survey of 10 nations finds that half of those polled believe refugees increase the likelihood of terrorism and gobble up jobs and social benefits. In fact, Greeks, Poles, Indians, Hungarians, and the French say a loss of jobs and social benefits to incoming refugees is their greatest worry. But should it be? The truth is, Europe's population is aging fast. One UN report estimated that Germany alone needs more than 300,000 migrants a year just to maintain its population. And even then, the ratio of working-age people to the elderly would fall. But there is fear, huge fear, and there are a ton of myths, one of which is that the movement of large numbers of people is breaking news. Actually, it's constant But it plays as breaking news. So to help you cope, we offer yet another breaking news consumer's handbook, Migration Edition. Heaven Crawley is chair in international migration at Coventry University. She's found that stories about migrants invariably are framed in one of two ways. The first, not surprisingly, is as a threat a threat to security through the frame of terrorism or crime, a threat to economic assets, in particular employment, to social housing and health, but also a sort of cultural threat, if you like, what it means to be British, often not defined or fairly ill-defined. And then you've got the counter-narrative, and that's the victim frame. Yeah, I mean, the victim frame is less prevalent than the villain frame. Three quarters of the stories fell roughly into the villain frame, And the last quarter in the victim one. We're talking about the beginning of 2015 culminated in a way with the story of of Eylan Kurdi, the small Syrian child who was washed up on a Turkish beach. Mm -hmm. So what we saw was the reporting of deaths in the Mediterranean Sea of boats that had sunk, but also of individuals who'd had very traumatic or difficult journeys. But if this kind of story of the refugee as victim is one that's dominated by their needs and the fact that they are lacking, then it again loses sight of the fact that many of them have come from very skilled backgrounds. They may be engineers, they may be doctors. They've got all sorts of capabilities in terms of contributing economically and socially. That's lost in this very singular narrative of the victim. One thing that's bothered us is that stories of immigration tend to be reported as breaking news. And we know that this is an ongoing and context-rich situation. You know, back in 2014, we saw heaps of headlines about children pouring Mm. over the border. and There's no way that came out of nowhere. No. Migration is a feature of our society for, well, I've been working in this area for 25 years, but of course, actually much, much longer. What's interesting about the current time is the way in which these stories about migration are so tightly tied to numbers, as if numbers were all that mattered. I mean, if you've got 1,000 and then suddenly it's 100,000, I mean, that has implications. Sure, but I can tell you that even economic migrants are much, much larger in number than refugees. But because they travel legally and because they don't get washed up on beaches, they don't hit the headlines. It's not about the numbers. It's about the nature of the movement. And for refugees in particular, there is no way to legally enter a country. There is no way of claiming asylum until you get to that place. And it's that illegal form of movement that's really capturing the public's attention. Could you talk to me about the lexicon of reporting these stories, particular words that news consumers should regard as red flags. 
We see words like flood and swarm. Even our ex-Prime Minister David Cameron used the word swarm to discuss a few hundred refugees and migrants who were trying to find a way out of France to the UK. So this word swarm or flood gives the impression of something that's much larger than the reality. And what about pictures? Well, the images are highly gendered, but they're also highly racialized, particularly in the context of boat movements from, for example, Libya to Italy. We see large numbers of young, black, African, usually men. The flows are actually much more complicated than that. There are probably 20, even more now, percent of children. And there are also similar sorts of numbers of women. But those images are very much framed as young single men because they are feeding into the villain frame essentially as a potential threat. Of course there are people who are arriving in that way but you you lose the individual stories of those people and what their contribution and their capability potentially is. The other image and we saw it very much in relation to the eastern Mediterranean route from Turkey to Greece is of course the image of, of the victim. The body washing up on the shore, women, children huddled in the cold and the damp. It's a very particular image and again it is not the whole picture of that particular flow. The frame that's used least and the one that I assume you would most prefer is the contributor frame. That is that people can come in and really make a contribution to the nation that they land in. But even this frame, you see two principal problems with. One is that it tends to be very abstract. It tends to be framed in terms of, for example, GDP, which for most people doesn't really mean anything to them when they're thinking about what's going on in their immediate neighbourhood. Mm -hmm. And the other is that when the media does talk about the potential contribution of migrants, what's interesting, and including in our piece of research looking at the media representation of these issues, is that they no longer get defined as a migrant. They just become an entrepreneur, a business person. <laughs> their identity as a migrant almost sort of slips away. It becomes a non-issue. The point is that it really demonstrates the strength of the victim or villain frame. If the migrant isn't a victim or a villain, then we don't know what to do with them. Heaven, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Heaven Crawley is Chair in International Migration at Coventry University. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.